Alright, we're live. Hey guys. We'll welcome. do a live. We'll do a live. We're welcome to Fans of the Forge. We're recording and we're hoping this hoping this thing actually records. It's gonna be a real shame if it doesn't. Uh, yeah. Um that would I mean, suck. It's live it? streaming to YouTube somehow, so hopefully you would assume that YouTube's gonna get the live stream and fix it and post. But for anyone trying to watch it now, it, you shouldn't be able to because it's not even a listed live stream. It's unlisted. So whatever. They didn't have to know any of that. Nope. No. So now we're going into Forge and Fire, Season 6, Episode 32, we, we thought, right? Episode 32? I think so. Or uh, 33 now. Last one was 32. Okay. General Patton's Saber. And our contestants were John McNerney, who was a part-time farrier, but had 22 years of experience. Then Josh Adams, who was a full-time bladesmith. Ted Thornton with part-time bladesmith and Chris Erbach, who was a part-time bladesmith. And right off the bat, Will Willis is wearing a hat. Oh, a dandy a, hat. A dandy looking <laughs> hat. Oh, it was perfect. interesting. I couldn't find the meme, but I saw a meme about that style of hat today. Oh, yeah? And it was, oh, God, what did it say? I can't remember the fucking thing. It's going to ruin. I, I was I it? When did you see that meme? Within the last two days. Okay. Why? What do well, you no, because I don't. I was just wondering if that, if you were thinking of that Chibuti dub with Guy Fieri, the dude was wearing a hat. Oh, like, I was wearing his hat, so I tied a rope around him. <laughs> <laughs> that was pretty good. That was pretty good. Now this was another one. It was like it just showed the picture of the hat, and it was like hipster dude. I can't remember what it was, but mm. it's like, but he also wears a weird fucking hat, and it was the same <laughs> hat. Anyway, round one, uh, they get a chunk of high-carbon steel. They're not told what the test or what the weapon is going to be. They're just shown an, a weird-looking blade shape. Okay. And they have to have it be three inches wide at the base, seven to nine inches long. It has to have two cutouts on either side of the blade. So it's triangularly shaped mm. to begin with. Triangularly shaped and then two cutouts like that within the blade. Like a shark's tooth. Yeah. And it had to have a medial ridge, a spear tip, and they got two hours. The first time ever, wow. they gave them two hours to complete the first round. So Ted and Chris were hand hammering at the start while the other two were working at Big Blue. And Chris was swinging a sledge and he was doing this overhand. But it wasn't his whole arm. It was just... From like elbow, yeah. and it was like you're gonna hurt you. That can't be good. <laughs> and uh, but eventually he gave on and moved to the press. Um, for Josh, um, poor Josh, he was using Big Blue. Maybe he didn't know how to use Big Blue properly, and he definitely wasn't using the right dies. Where they have fullering dies that help spread right. the metal a certain way. But he was just making it longer and longer and longer. Instead of wider. It got super thin. Super, super thin. And then he's looking at it. And he's like, well, shoot. I got to restart this now. And then it's already starting with two hours. So he restarts. Does the same exact thing on Big Blue (laughs) again. And then he, he goes to one of the other guys. And he goes, what do I do? Can I even feasibly finish a blade now? And the other guy is like, well, that piece is fucked, so you better start over. <laughs> that was Ted that said that. And nice. so he starts over with a, th- a third try with only 45 minutes left in the round. Wow. 
And then, okay, so the contestant Chris, he was like, you know, I'm going to do my best to make sure I'm ready for the second round now, so I'm going to drill some holes in the tang. And Jay Nielsen's going, why would you do that? You don't even know what sort of handle you're putting on this thing yet. Right. He always does it before he quenches. Right, because he doesn't anyway. want to have to deal with drilling through hardened steel. Mm-hmm. But Jay Nielsen's like, well, you know, you're never going to be able to, you're going to have to, like, you can't just line up the wood with the hole in the metal. You have to do it the other way around for it to work. You drill the hole in the metal to co- coincide with the pieces of wood once you have it ready. Right. So anyway, he goes to the drill press, gets it all set up, and then he's like, where's the on-off switch to this thing? <laughs> And then he, he's looking around, and then all of a sudden you see a hand come in <laughs> from the side of the screen, and it points, and you just hear a boom, <laughs> like a weird comical spring boink sound, and we're, we're like, and, and, okay, so Eve is sitting next to us watching a show on the on a on the Chromebook, yeah, and I'm like. What was that? Was that from her show? He's like, yeah. no, Teresa's like, no, that was on the Forge and Fire. It was like a sound effect. <laughs> wow. So I'm like, let's rewind that. And rewind it. And sure enough, boing. <laughs> it was really wow. weird. And then anyway, they get the, he drills his holes. And then at this point, Thea's like, Teresa goes, I predict it's going to be a harpoon or spear. Because that's what the That's what it looks, looks like. like. It looks like a spearhead. Yeah. Um, and then it's the last 20 seconds of the episode, of the round not episode, and Ted is grinding and he looks and he sees a crack going from one of the notches that he cut out and into the blade. And that was the first thing Jay Nielsen said when they go for judging is like, you got a pretty bad crack here that hopefully you can grind out. And then uh, for Chris, during the judging, they basically said his two of the four notches that he made didn't have radius uh, points. They came to like a sharp point, which could be Doug risers, Doug risers, Doug, Doug Marcada going. You're gonna have stress risers in this part. I was like, okay, Doug. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and so uh, John's was good, and then Josh ended up having his width be a quarter inch shorter than it was supposed to be, and he got the boot. Wow. Quarter inch. So for round two, the weapon that they're making. Is a gunstock war club. What are you looking for? Did I have my water down here? Down here, yeah. Oh, oh, it's cups. right behind your cup. Okay, I'm sorry. Wow. <laughs> wow. Okay. Anyway, continue. So yes, they they <laughs> they announce what it is, and before before they announce it, I pause it. Of course, we have closed captioning on, but I didn't see this. But Teresa's like, I'm like, I know what that is. I recognize that weapon because that's the war club from Master of Arms. Where they made the Gunstock War Club, and then Teresa—he yeah. he was trying to think of the name of it. And he's like, mm-hmm. they, they made it a Master of Arms, and he's trying to like remember it and get it out of me. And meanwhile, I'm sitting there, I'm like, I know what it is because it's right there on the closed <laughs> captioning. Yeah, <laughs> it was, it was, so yeah. So I I said it's one of the it was a prime Simpsons did it sort of mm-hmm. moment, but it was just yep. Master of Arms did it first. So, um, it had to be 25 to 27 inches in stock length so that's the the wooden part mm-hmm. with 1.75 inch back of head 7 to 9 inches oh the width okay huh. I think the way I said it was like width right width yeah. right. okay the width of it 1.75 inches and the back of the head is 7 to 9 inches um, Ted fills in the crack by welding but his handle tang slot has thin walls so he fills it with epoxy 
and he forgot to sharpen his blade first. So he's holding it, trying to sharpen the blade mm. with it like installed yeah. already. And you know the shape of it. It was like yeah, it's a gun stock, right? Although so there is some concern. I could have sworn Master of Arms called it something else, and it, it had did. to do with a deer leg or something, or a fawn or something. No, I don't think so. <laughs> I, don't, I don't know about that, bro. Do it live. Look it up. Do it live. It was like rifle stock instead, but um, so John recreates his tang on a different piece of metal and he uses that metal to do the burn through method oh. so that way he doesn't possibly damage his own blade right. trying to do it so that was a great idea kind of makes you wonder why no one's ever done that before yeah hey just so you know when you search on google master of arms war club our video is the first thing that comes up yeah hey. for season one episode four it was the blunderbuss so let me look at the description of this episode here quick without playing it <laughs> so Chris pre-drilled his holes and they didn't line up, so he. <laughs> it's called the Gunstock War Club. Oh, jeez. <laughs> Back to this episode, yeah. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> he pre-drilled the holes and they didn't line up, so he tries to um, ream the holes. Mm-hmm. And then for testing, they have to. It's Dave Baker is throwing it at a covered yeah. wagon. The goal is to stick into the wood. So for Chris, he survives four throws, but it's heavy and has a thick handle. Our Chris guesses that Josh is going last because we think his is going to break. Yeah, because he had such a thinned out handle piece. Mm. And then John goes next. So that prediction is accurate that at least, you know, Josh is going to go last. Um, Dave Baker couldn't get it to stick in he, whenever he threw it. Just right. bounced right back off. It's hard to index and range in, but it passes because, you know, it didn't fail. It didn't. Yeah, didn't technically fail. Josh's doesn't even get tested because the back of the head of his club was a quarter inch too short. Oh. Wah, wah. Yep. Yeah. So we didn't even get to see whether or not it would. This make quarter it. inch keeps creeping up here. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it was interesting yeah. how that worked out. All right, so moving on to round three, final round, General Patton's saber. So the parameters for this had to be between 34 and 36 inches in length with a one-inch long ricasso, a central fuller on both sides, a bell guard, knuckle bow, and back strap handle. So John makes a ladder Damascus blade and a monosteel backup blade. Oh, yeah. He went in hard. Yeah. He's like, I'm going to make sure that if I screw up this Damascus, I want to have something else to work yeah. with. He has to scrap the Damascus blade due to D-lamps. Ta-da! Looks like it worked out well for him. He has a freaking plasma cutter and cuts out handle pieces in the shape of a horse. Dude, the plasma cutter? Oh, those things are cool. It it was as big as this room, almost. Like, from from that wall to maybe here, it was huge, right? Wouldn't you say? That thing was a giant freaking table plasma cutter. It was was huge. Oh, was it like one of those robotic ones? Yeah. Yeah. Oh, okay, yeah, yeah. I thought you were talking about like the handheld one. No. No, no. This was a freaking robotic one, dude. Yeah. Uh, Yeah. So he tests it by killing a watermelon on horseback and then shoots off a cannon. Yep. The cannon was was independent of the. Yeah, Yeah, not at the. Not on the horse. No. (laughs) Shoot this cannon off horse. But he did actually test it while riding a horse and swung at the watermelon. Mm. Yes. The horse was named Whiskey. Oh. 
Move. You, yeah, he shot off the cannon and then yells, America! Oh. <laughs> Chris's blade. Warp. Oh, okay. I was, I was like, is this <laughs> testing? Like, what happened? Chris's blade warps. He straightens it in blocks of wood and finds out the whole blade isn't hardened. And he uses a spoon for a handle back strap. Yeah, he, okay, he goes, I, fa- I have this uh, old spoon that looks kind of cool of unknown metal. And I'm going to hammer it around here and cut some out because I think it looks cool. And it's also coated in some sort of other unknown metal. <laughs> All right. For the kill test, it's a ballistics dummy. Eve says, I don't like this test, but I do. I don't like the guts. I don't like guts. Oh, yeah. yeah. She said, I don't like this test, but I really do. I just don't like guts. As the intestines are being pushed through the front of the ballistics. Yeah, it's pretty gross, that one. Uh, for John, it will kill. For Chris, it will kill, but it does have a little warp slash bend. So when they introduced the swords, though, and he was going on, Chris was talking about his spoon being of unknown metallurgical origins. Mm-hmm. They did this little like <laughs> really going. This magical going a little silly in here. Uh, for the strength test, uh, he had to hit field obstacles. For John, it passes with flying colors. For Chris, the sword breaks and hits Jay in the neck and arm. Luckily, it didn't cut him. So John wins. So Jay Nielsen got hit again yeah. with the blade that he was testing. That was the the test that Jay told us about when we met him. And he said they just shot it. And he it was like one of the worst things that has ever happened on the show. The thing, it hit him on the neck. Yeah. And he was very lucky he didn't get cut. Yeah, it was like the broadside, right? Yeah, so. yeah, yeah, it was. And that's it. That's the episode. So, congratulations to John for the General Patton's episode. Yeah, congratulations. Yeah. And now, a word from our sponsor? Question mark. And we're back. So, we are going to cover the next episode of Knife or Death that we have to cover, which was called... Hard Knock Knife. Hard Ooh. Knock Knife. At least I think this is what was next. That's the good thing about um, Knife or Death. Order doesn't really matter. No. <laughs> yeah. As long as you don't it... watch the last one. Yeah. So, why don't you start us off, honey? So, our first competitor was also on Forge and Fire, Aaron Simmons. He's a farrier, blacksmith, bladesmith. Um, I don't remember which episode he was on, but he's definitely there. He made his own um, buoy kukri, and he's called the California Cowboy. Oh. On Trifecta, um, he broke an apparatus, the one that was holding the bamboo. Box cutter, he's kind of swinging it like a baseball bat, but it works well, does the job. Decapitator, he gets through the pineapple and the corn, but not the apples. You know, they're tiny. On thrice, he's done in six things total. So there's like the three blocks of ice. He gets through each of them in like two. Um, lifeline is good. And then kill shot, he gets through four of the six. This is the crisscrossy straps. Right. And his blade bounced back on the second swing. So he got two of them on the first. He went to go get two more and it bounced off. So he had to try to get four. Four in one swipe, which is Mm. doesn't happen. Nope. So he stopped on kill shot. Who's next? 
I'll do the next one, then we'll toss it over to Sean. Toss it. So, the next person up was Joe Catalano, who was a professional pirate for hire. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. My type of guy. (laughs) He comes with a chopper kukri machete hybrid for trifecta. The bamboo gave him some grief, but he made it through. On box cutter, he slipped on some wood shavings and fell down. Oh. Kind of stinks. For decapitator, he had a penalty on the apples. For thrice, it took him seven swings total. For lifeline, he made it all the way through. And then for kill shot, he got through five of the six straps. So close. Okay. So, now we have Catherine Coyle. Yes. Who was an opera fight director? Yes. Opera fight director. (laughs) So she directs the fights that happen in operas. Okay. That's what I gathered from that. No idea. That was a thing. Yeah. So she brought a knight's Roman gladius for trifecta. uh, Broke the bamboo apparatus. Um for box cutter mm-hmm. it cut the rope of the first box did not finish on the second box uh for decapitator yeah yeah <laughs> got through the apples uh did not get the pineapple or the corn or the corn so kind of the exact opposite of everyone else yeah on thrice got through that um lifeline on Lifeline, got taken <laughs> down by the chicken, hit it too low, and that's, and that's that. Want to do Spicy Mike? So yes. Spicy Mike Curley was the next competitor. He was knife maker, fortune fire champ. And friend of our show. Hey. Friend of ours. We had dinner with a guy. Pizza? Yeah. yeah. Um, he had a homemade modified machete. And he's ready to go smash some stuff. Made it through trifecta for a box cutter. The boxes kept hitting him, but he made it through. (laughs) (laughs) What are you doing, man? Well, they they spin, and it's slippery. Just trying to live, man. I guess. Decapitator was good. Thrice almost went out of order, but he didn't. He fixed it and does well. Mm -hmm. Lifeline made it through, and he made it through kill shot, the first one to make it through the stump. Nice. Next up, we had Austin East, who's a cowboy, 21-year-old cowboy and part-time firefighter. He brought a buoy, and it was the Moab, the mother of all buoys. That's what he called it, at least. It is, yeah. Um, For trifecta, he broke the bamboo apparatus. For box cutter, he got through it, but he was not a... Oh. Goldberg. Goldberg. I'm not a fan of the backswing. (laughs) That's what it's about. <laughs> yeah. For decapitator, you have a corn and then check. Did he have an issue with the corn? He, oh, he got, got through got the corn. Corn's he didn't good. get through the apple and the pineapple. The pineapple. He actually knocked over some of the apples. For thrice, no problem. Lifeline, no problem. For kill shot, Goldberg says, left-handed. How does he take this on? <laughs> Why does Tr- that matter? Teresa goes, like anyone else? <laughs> yeah. um, and in the end, he got through two of the six 
straps, and we move on to contestant number six. Okay. Shane Buckingham, whose brother Sean competed in season one. And he brought a modified Roman Gladius. For trifecta, he got through. Box cutter. Good. Corn. That'd be on something else. What was that one? Oh, that's Decapitator. That's Decapitator. Yes, I had no notes for box cutter. Box cutter. Must have been good. Yeah. <laughs> we hope. For Decapitator, got through the corn. Not good on the pineapple or the apple. For Thrice... This is where his brother's blade broke. Uh, he almost went out of order, but made it. And for lifeline, he went through. Kill shot, completed in two strikes. So only two competitors made it to the stump. 12 seconds apart. So Mike had no penalties, and Shane was faster. So Shane actually did a different thing. He knelt down and hit the straps low, so he was able to get three of them. Because the tension is yeah. greater yeah, at the base, right? Makes sense. And he did so. He knelt down and he did back swings. That's actually pretty ingenious. Now that you think about it, I, ne- I would have never thought about it, but it does make sense. They're going to be a lot more taut right yeah. at the the p- connection points. Yep. Very interesting. Mm. <laughs> mm. Move on to dead run. So Mike versus Shane through chopper. Mike did great. Ball Buster, four penalties. Flying Target, which is the grill. Um, the second one bounced off. Free Fall, he got nine out of ten. Fire and Ice, he did in four strikes. Crash Landing, he got three out of the four things, and Firestorm was good. Um, and he had seven penalties. Okay. For Shane, he got through Chopper, no problem. Had three penalties on Ball Buster. Uh, for Flying Target, the first two went over the grill mm-hmm. for a free fall he missed the first and the fr- the oh first excuse me one. he missed the first little one it got there too late but otherwise got eight out of ten uh for fire and ice it took him more than four strikes got through it and crash landing he got through all of them and firestorm he completed of course and he also had seven penalties who was faster who was faster so, first, we had Spicy Mike clocking in at 5 minutes and 54 seconds. Shane clocked in at 6 minutes and 33 seconds. Whoa. Spicy Mike was the winner Yay. of this episode. Pretty freaking awesome. Congratulations to our friend Spicy Mike on moving forward into the final episode of Where Knife or Death. To smash more stuff. They all get to smash yeah. more stuff if they make it that much further, yeah. and uh, that that's pretty cool. And that's it. That's our knife or death wrap up. And the only other thing I wanted to bring up was in the last episode there was a discussion about what sort of taco was it if it had two layers of taco. And Sean was adamant it was called a double decker, and I thought it was something else from Taco Bell. You didn't you say chalupa or gordita? It was among the list. I did guess those. Yes, yes. and it's horrible. In between recording, because we're recording these in the same evening, because next week's Halloween, and we're not going to record because we got kids, and they're going to be at trick or treating. So we got a message from Sean's brother, who happened to say, 
A taco within a taco is a double-decker. I used to eat those a long time ago. Hard taco within a soft taco. It's epoxy is refried beans. So, Sean, I tip my hat yeah, to you. Yeah, that's if I right. I wore a hat. Yeah. I, I would take it from you. I concede on the double-decker taco discussion. You win this one. This one. I would say the refried bean, is, it's not epoxy. Because, I mean, you're forge welding, you know, you use epoxy. It might be a flux. flux. Oh, you that's know. true. Can't expect yeah. to, to know all the things. But, you know, it's welded. And it's, uh, it's, uh, yeah, it doesn't matter. That's, that was still right. That's, that's, a good, that's the most important <laughs> that's part here. That I was right about my taco knowledge for Taco Bell. Okay. Yeah. That's great. I win. There you go. Yeah. That's what you win. You can have that. It kind of looks like an S, doesn't it? Mm-hmm. That orientation of it, it does. That's right. I suppose it does. Yeah. Kind of like the like S's that you would draw in your notebook in high school a little bit. Oh. Well, these are rounded. Oh, I know that. Oh, Teresa's drawing it for us. Yeah, there you go. Just like that. Perfect. Yeah. Perfect Good one. way so for to draw something that we're not going to show the people watching the video. <laughs> I mean, you could. And if they're listening to the audio, they're you definitely going to see it. I probably you won't. You could draw one on a computer, couldn't you? I'm sure I could probably find about a million images of that online. You could find an ASCII image of the S. Yes, I could find an ASCII image of the yeah. S as well. Anyway, I think that's it. I think we're you should definitely on. put that up there. Throwback. Who hasn't? I mean,. The whole point of live streaming these episodes is so I don't have to go through all the problems of editing these things because I have no time to do All right, people at home, throw throw it up there. (laughs) You know what we're talking about. Google it. it Google the the, the S used to draw in school. (laughs) I guarantee you if you you search the S used to draw in high school, (laughs) it will come up. That exact thing will come up. Let's test it out right now. Get that search. The S you drew in school. (laughs) <laughs> there it is. There it is. Yeah. <laughs> Let's pull up some images here. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. That's a good one. Yeah. Oh, oh look at that. Look yeah. At that. Hold it that's what camera. I'm talking about. I don't know. Can they, they see that? I don't know. I don't know. It's just that. like, it's really Pretty washed it's, out. Yeah. Oh, he's going oh, to the okay. camera, folks. Is it, that's important. There oh, it is. Yeah, dude. Look at that. All right. <laughs> Thanks, everybody, for watching. This episode of Fans of the Forge. Congratulations to everyone that competed and won their episodes. And we'll be back yeah, in a couple weeks or whenever the heck. They want a dollar for this. To use that picture? It's a dollar. It just Whoops. says dollar. Uh oh. Um, Copyright infringement. I don't, it doesn't say to use the image. It's just to download it? I don't know. It. it doesn't say. It's just, just dollar. Anyway. Okay. Thanks, everybody, for watching. Bye. (laughs) See ya. A dollar. Gotcha, a dollar. Pay a dollar. I want my two dollars.
All right. Thing sucks. I'm going to be covering your face. Either way. <laughs>